0: Actually, it was just the other day where uh, the garbage men were coming and were quickly cleaning up the yard. And this big guy comes in, uh, just walks up and goes to grab my thing. And I'm looking at him, I'm going, hey, I know you. And he goes, looks at me, and it turns out he was in my Sunday school more than 20 years ago. Back then he was about, I said, well, you've grown about three and a half feet and probably put about 250 pounds on. And it's sort of funny, I thought, I, thought, I never thought about that relationship with him. I, and now suddenly it's reconnected. And he was glad to see me and we're just, we got on like a house on fire for those few moments while the, uh, the garbage truck was turning around. And I always wonder, where is this relationship going to go from here? I thought the relationship had ended 20 years ago, but it actually hasn't. Actually, there's a bit of a plot here. My wife, Tammy, regularly bakes biscuits and cookies for the guys on the garbage teams, and each team gets their own garbage, gets their own little bag. So undoubtedly, our relationship with could we conti- will continue, and that is again about being, thank you, uh, being about the connected church. the the church spreads out to friends neighbors co-workers we are all connected on various levels we even collect, collect online and this whole part about connecting online welcome everybody that's joining us online this is sort of new to us how do we connect online and i know for us at hill city we are learning more about being connected online the connected church actually involves two types of connections the first is a sense of belonging. That's sort of, like some people would say, you're finding your, you are find your tribe. It means that you and I and others share an intimacy, whether it's here on a Sunday or in a small group or on a Zoom group or, star, or at a Starbucks or just sitting on a tailgate on a job site. That is a sense of Belonging. We sense acceptance when we belong. We find our fit in community. We are connected by belonging to one another, but we're also in that we're connected to the Holy Spirit. So it is a three-way connection. We love one another, serve one another, forgive one another, all part of A three-way connection that's belonging the second way we are connected is becoming becoming more like Jesus as Jesus followers we're connected to Jesus because the Holy Spirit is alive in us this is the discipleship part and we become more like him And we are connected with each other because we encourage each other in God's love for us and we become more like Jesus. But for as much as we need to belong and we want to become more like Jesus, it seems like sometimes we get this stuff wrong. We get it wrong. And not just in church, but in the world. I mean, how many of us, Tammy and I had four kids, how many of us saw our own kids just struggle to belong at a school and see them excluded? I don't think there's anything more painful than watching your kids feel excluded. That sort of goes for us, too. It's hard to find our fit. You know, whether we're a teenager on our first day of school or, you know, us going to a new job site, you know, funny, I think that you'd think that mankind would have figured this thing out but we haven't. And we sometimes haven't figured it out in the church. Just look at, look at us right now. We're trying to figure out how to connect online. What does that really look like? Even for Tammy and I, we have helped people belong for years. It actually bothers us when we see people that are alone in a crowd. But we're learning as fast as we can and like I said, people are watching online. We're trying to learn how to connect with you, welcome you guys online. And what does it look like for us to help, help you belong? Sometimes I think we got it all together, and sometimes I realize we really don't. You know, I think every week, every week I ask myself the question, how can I help people belong? And there's no right answer. There's no single, there's no silver bullet because every one of us are different and we have different needs in the way we belong. Some, like, some can engage really well uh, one-on-one and or have a hard time in a crowd. Other times like a crowd or they're okay with a small group, but they're not so keen on one-on-one. I actually spend a lot of time reading about how to help people belong if you look at my kindle on my ipad i have got book after book after book just trying to figure out how to help people belong some years ago i read a study that uh, one of the reasons that so many people go from church to church to church is that in our consumer culture people have just been raised this way so they're looking for a little better a little bigger better worship, better children's ministry, better coffee, just a general consumer approach. But I actually don't believe that. I don't. I don't. I believe, I believe that people are just looking for a friend, just looking, for a, just looking to belong, to be able to walk into a place where someone knows your name, And in that connection, to be able to talk about what it looks like to become more like Jesus. That's why I love small groups where you have a chance to get to know one another. What does it really look like to become more like Jesus? That's what people are looking for. I love the younger generation, the Gen Zs and the millennials. I have a question I ask them. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? This generation is tracking well, with what they're li- watching on YouTube and what they're listening on the job site and they've got their their uh, headphones in and they are listening. What are you listening to? Well, I listen to this preacher, I listen to this, I listen to this me- message. I love to hear what people are listening to. That's a part of the connection because actually I find I grow when I find out what they're listening to. Let's look at some of these myths and mis- misconceptions about Belonging and becoming more like Jesus. This is how we get it wrong. When it comes to belonging, time itself doesn't make you belong. It doesn't. Your child can spend years in a high school grasping to belong to a group and never see it. Like I said, what a heartbreaker that is. It can happen in church as well. Sometimes we make rules. We make rules. We don't write them down, but we do. What a person must believe before they belong. That's not, that's not right either. I don't think Jesus intended for us for, for, to, to have that. You know, you need to believe this before we'll accept you, before you get to join the club. Ah, that's not church at all. One of the things actually Tammy and I love about this church is as we see people come from all sorts of different backgrounds, different denominations, or no faith at all, wealthy people, homeless people, people in addiction, coming in the door, believing everything from literally soup to nuts. Eh, soup to nuts. And, but we find belonging here anyway. And part of the discipleship process, we sort of work all that stuff out. But we can get this becoming, thing, uh, becoming more like Jesus wrong, wrong too. If we want to go and tell somebody... If you just walk up to somebody you don't really know and tell them to be more like Jesus without having any sense of belonging or connection, that ain't going to work. Imagine rolling onto the job site on Monday morning and walking up to the crew and telling them, you need to be more like Jesus. You need to quit watching porn. You need to quit cussing. You need to love your wife like Christ loved the church. Now, these are good things, but we do it wrong because if we have no belonging, no connection, it doesn't work. At Hill City, we have a favorite saying. It says, you can't drive a 10-ton tank over a 2-ton bridge. You've got to have a good relationship to be able to take some uh, conversations over. If you don't, that bridge will break. And it's one of the things about uh, helping other people become like Jesus, it's always easy to see the ways that other people, other people can become more like Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 17, 3, why do you look at the speck in your brother's diaper when you have a full load yourself? It's actually, it's, that's my translation. It's about a you know, speck in your eye and a plank, Why do you look at the speck in your brother's diaper when you have a full load yourself? Sometimes we don't let people belong because we can smell their diaper. And their diaper just happens to smell a little different than our diaper. And people are keenly aware Keenly aware when they feel they don't belong. We get it wrong if we want to just actually we get it wrong if we just want to belong and not become more like Jesus. Because if we all we want to do is belong, we will never grow and we will never change, and that doesn't work. And we end up just sitting in the same diaper. Our marriages don't grow, nothing grows. If we are not responding to the Holy Spirit, if we are not changing, then we just end up sitting in the same diaper. Same stuff, different day, right? When I came to Hill City 30 years ago, I had a full diaper. I was a lousy husband. I was smoking pot every day for months on end, and I was watching porn Almost daily. And yet the people in this church loved me even though I had a big load. But somewhere in all that, I got cleaned up. And they taught me, they cleaned me up, they taught me what it was like to have a fresh, clean diaper on. And I became, come to know who I really was. And I wasn't that diaper. People showed me the way. It was called discipleship. And discipleship is more about believing who you are than who you are not. Tammy and I had, our four, had four kids, and they're adults now, but I've done a few diapers in my day. Not as many as Tammy. I don't want to sort of throw my arm out, pat myself on the back, but I've done a few. And now I, we have six grandkids, and I'm still okay with changing full-load diapers. I, for me, I just love to be able to put the kids, you know, the baby up on the, uh, my granddaughter or my grandson on the, uh, on the change table and I clean up that mess, and I go get a nice, warm cloth. Actually, I like using a nice, warm cloth rather than those little swab things that are cold. And I, and I wipe them all down, and then clean them all up, and then, you know, if they need that cream, what do you call it, that penitent cream, the white stuff, or, you know, you put on baby powder. But the most important part about them being on the change table is I get to tell them who they are how God created them, how beautiful they are. And I tell them that God loves them. We call it in our family family, millions and millions. And that they are precious and unique. They're as precious and unique as the tiny fingerprints that God created them with. I think that's probably my favorite part of being a grandfather. Then I kiss them and I send them on their way and then we do it all over again Tammy and I actually love serving here at the church and it's sort of like having grandkids it's sort of like you guys too, you know you go into the world you see people with their diapers on and all the pain of their diapers but you have a chance to tell them who they are and that's what I get to do too I've been here on staff for about 15 years, and I get to tell you it's more important to me than actually the funnest part of Tammy's and my uh, um, work is to be able to tell you who you are, and you are not your diaper. For me, as a dad in this church family, I see diapers as a representation of all of. Uh, All things painful. They contain the repercussions of our sin and our guilt, the shame of what we did, the shame of what we didn't do, even the secret things, even those things that someone did to you, that person you trusted, or that person that you thought was all in, but they weren't. Diapers are full of lost battles. We all fail at some time. We all lose a battle. But somehow the devil has exaggerated your loss and painted you a loser. There's a big difference between a lost battle and a loser. Most of all, I think diapers are full of the voices of the past who said what we were not. What we were not. I think think Jesus... I think we all have full diapers when we come to Jesus. When we come to him, he pulls us up onto his change table and cleans us up and wipes us clean, and he tells us he loves us and who we are, that God loved us so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins. And actually, Jesus really doesn't want to talk about that old diaper. What's the Old Testament? Your diaper is as far as it is from the east as from the west. Your sin is as far as far from the east from the west. Jesus would rather talk about who you are and he will say it louder than your shame. Even when we get to heaven's gates, God's going to pull you up on his change table one last time and wipe you clean. I'm going to read from Revelation 21.3. You don't have to turn here, but it says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them. And they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. And he, here it comes, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death will be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain, nor diapers anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he also said, Write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. Let's see what Jesus himself said about belonging. These are his words, and these are the red-letter words in your Bible. I'm going to grab a few scriptures here, and this is where Jesus uses the word belong. First scripture, it's going to come up on the board. It is Matthew 19, 14, and it says let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for such belongs the kingdom of heaven jesus is saying the little children belong to me and my kingdom let's see the second scripture where jesus uses the word belong and we're going to get mark 9 41 up there for truly i say to you whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you what belong to christ will be by no means lose his reward here jesus is saying those that serve the poor and the marginalized in my name belong to me let's get another scripture up on there and it says jesus that says the third scripture is and jesus uses the word belong again but i guess he uses in a negative he actually uses it in a negative sense here when the scribes and the uh, Pharisees are poking at him. Jesus said, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. I don't know if I ever want to hear that. You do not belong to God. So the word belong is a very strong one. And really what's saying here is if you hear and obey, if you do not hear and obey, you do not belong to God. I think Jesus takes it personal when it comes to belonging, being a fan, being a fan of Jesus or thinking Jesus is your BFF isn't going to cut it. It has to be more than that. Let's get another scripture up on, on, uh, uh, on the um, screen. John 14, 6. Now, this is a little bit interesting because when you look at the word belong, it's the same Greek word. It's the same Greek word. It comes up as, it's translated belong, 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 belong. And now it says, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. That word belong in the greek is actually translated i am huh i am i am the way that's a huge word belong 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 i am interesting how that that comes about so it's super strong language let's get another leper, scripture up on the board matthew 5, five fourteen. Huh, you are the light of the world i said he sat on a hill cannot be hidden Hill City, that's us. So it goes belong, 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 translation, I am. Now it goes from I am to you are. That's significant. Belonging, I am, you are. That puts some more weight behind it and it's all connected. So belonging is part of the connected church. And Jesus was big on belonging, but there's actually more to the story. Otherwise, he would have just created his church and we would just belong. Where we would accept Christ, we'd pray the prayer, and then run out the clock until we get to heaven. We'd just sit around and belong and not change. That doesn't work. Actually, some of the North American church has leaned this way, where the priority has been about belonging and not becoming, belongings move to the foreground. Becoming has moved to the back burner. But the connected church is about both belonging and becoming. The becoming is about our transformation. It's about life change, our life change. It's about becoming more like Jesus. Let's get John eight thirty one up on this screen. It said, to the Jews had believed him. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, teaching, you are really my disciples. Ah, there it is, you are. You are, that's the belong word. That's the I am word. This is, you are the light of the world word. And now you, then you really are my disciples. Interesting. Same root word. Even that scripture from Revelation, why Well, God will wipe every tear from your eye, That you are, that belong word was in that scripture twice. Can we see how connected belonging and becoming are? The language that Jesus used speaks so strongly to that connection. That is why, that is why there is so much pain. We are so, so supposed to be so connected, we are so connected, That that is why there's so much pain when we, the body, separate. Because the church is so connected. Maybe in your life, maybe in your life, you have been separated from someone in the body by disagreement or disfellowship. Maybe you felt the pain, felt the pain of a church when it split. Or something divided you from someone you love. Separation from another person in the body of Christ feels like you were operating on yourself without anesthetic. It hurts like nothing else, Because we were created, we were created to be connected. Let's go on to one more scripture that reinforces the belonging and becoming in the connected church. Let's go to Ephesians 4.16. We're going to get it up there. We're going to leave it up there for a few minutes. And I'm going to start actually in 15. i going to say, But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects unto him that is the head from, the, from whom the whole body, being fitted. Everybody say, being fitted. Being fitted. And held together. Say held together by what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part that causes the growth of the body for the building itself up in love. The two words appearing as being fitted and held together, these words are quite different, but I'm going to describe in detail what the connected church is to look like. The word fitted, the word fitted means a joint, a joint hinged together. This is finding your fit in the church. This is belonging God wants us to find our fit to belong in his church. Do you feel that you have found your fit in the body of Christ? Not just to attend a church, but to fit and function, like he's using the word, that word means a hinge, it's functioning, if you are find your fit and function in the body of Christ. You might feel you totally belong and are connected the, the way that Jesus talked about. Or you might be saying to yourself, hey, I want this belonging. I need it. Even before COVID, I need it. Now I need it even more. You might be thinking, seeing pop, you might be thinking, seeing people on a Sunday morning and going for lunch is not enough anymore. It's not enough anymore. Maybe you used to function in the body, but in the seasons of life, you step back from functioning in your fit the hinge separated, or maybe the hinge just stopped working. Let's go on to the second word, held together. The first word was fitted and fo- uh, focused on belonging, but the second word has a little different meaning, and it says it, it holds it together. The Greek for, word for what we, say, what we say is held together is made up of two words, and it means two things. Actually, it means to get on board, to board a ship, to get on board with an idea. To put to together with reasoning, to teach, to instruct, to conclude, to prove. This is about discipleship. It's about becoming more like Jesus. It's about teaching and raising your children in the Lord. But it's actually more than just kids. It's about a lifelong instruction. It's a lot about a lifelong instruction. And coming to our own judgment and proving scripture in our own lives by walking it out every day and instructing others is about learning to become more like jesus as we connect and learn from the holy spirit we connect and learn from one another we are then the connected church i got a couple questions for you here as we close my next question on a scale of one to 10 how would you describe your growth in the last year as a disciple of christ nine Three, could you say, yes, I'm becoming more like Christ than I ever have, way better than the previous year. You see, God created a connected church to be a belonging church and a becoming church. These are hard questions, and the problem with putting together a message like this for me on a Sunday morning is I have to preach it to myself. I've been preaching myse- this to, my- to myself for about two weeks now, and I have to answer it for myself. My first question on belonging, actually I scored myself on belonging high, eight out of 10. I, people helped fi- help me find my fit at Hill City. And so Tammy and I have loved every chance to do something that helps people belong. We have done a zillion church lunches and barbecues or greeting you at the door. It's just one small way that we can every day help you find your fit, help find your belonging, doing the little things that help you belong. So belonging for Tammy and I has always been on the front burner and always has. To the second question about becoming more, le- more like Jesus, about discipling and helping others dis- uh, become more like Jesus, I didn't score myself as high. I said maybe a 4 or 5 out of 10. While I'm really good at helping you belong, i need to be helped better at helping you become more like jesus and that's the discipleship part when i look back over my life as a christ follower i've been a christ follower for 30 years i think i could have grown more in a shorter period of time if i was more intentional and if i if i could do the last 15 years over here working at the church I probably, if I could do it over, I probably would have spent more time helping, in what I do, helping you become more like Jesus and a little less time helping you belong. To help, I'd, I'd be out there trying to help you develop deeper relationships so you would have the freedom to ask each other the hard questions about becoming more like Jesus. And those questions happen more in circles than they do in rows. They happen more in small groups than Sundays. I've always, I've always been a part of a small group. I love small groups. But now I look back and thought, I wish now if I could do it all over again, I would help more people be part of a small group than be part of a Sunday, because discipleship happens more in circles than it does in rows. Moving forward, it's funny, Mark and I and all the leaders, we're talking about this. Pastor Mitch has a vision to see more people in small groups than we have on a Sunday. Never mind this Sunday, but you know, normally we'd have 400 people, 500 people in here on a Sunday. More people in small groups. It's funny, (laughs) Mitch wants to move discipleship to the front burner, and I think Jesus has had discipleship On the front burner the whole time a connected church has both belonging and becoming on the front burners you know i don't care whether you've been around here 20 20 years or or two months the holy spirit is telling you is telling you that you need to move belonging to the front burner you need to if you need to move becoming to the front burner you need to let's pray God, we just thank you for your love and your hand upon our lives. We, God, you have been speaking to me about this loud and clear for a long time. Not just to what to tell the church, but to even to my own life. You created us to belong and not just attend. Oh Lord, give us the help us be lifelong disciples. It's not a class. It's not, even though that helps. It's, it's nothing we go do and then we're done. It is a lifelong process. And please forgive us if we have made it something less than that. Help us move belonging and, and becoming to the front burner. And help us show us what it looks like. You say we are the light of the world, you say we are the sight of the, of the salt of the earth, you say who we are. Help us know and understand what that looks like in our thoughts and actions and what that looks like in the world. Show us what it looks like to be a disciple, Lord. And we thank you for what you, are, what you have done and going to do in our lives. If you're joining us online and want to learn what it, what, what it takes to connect, you guys, you guys online can hit the connect button. And that will start a process, not a perfect process, it's not perfect, but we're learning. We want to connect with you, we want to help you belong, we want to help you become. And for the rest of us here, you know what, you guys know me, you've got the church phone number, my email is daves at hillcity.ca and just email me and we will start this process. I can't tell you we've got it all together, we haven't but we are going to begin a process that will change my life and it will change your life and we will do it together. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We would love to hear how you have been impacted by this message. You can contact us at infohillcity.ca or simply find us on Facebook and Instagram.